You ruined my Halloween plans of trick-or-treating alone. Do they even still give you candy? Like, to you, Rob, when you go out trick-or-treating? Because you're a pretty tall, lanky dude, and it's pretty obvious you're not a child. Every year I do the same costume, it's man with a gun. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's called a robbery. <laughs> they give me a lot of candy. <laughs> the kids love you. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't travel with kids, but I ha- uh, my costume is man with real gun. <laughs> so everyone in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You fit right in. No, really, though, I, I did end up watching um, American Psycho and then The Lighthouse back to back. You know, very light family movies. Highly recommended. For your children. All right, so how have you guys been? So a couple nights ago on Halloween, apparently neighbors of mine decided to spray a bunch of people's cars with a fire extinguisher in the parking lot. And... I only found out about it because of a note they left in my door the next morning when I got up. I went to my car, pulled this note out. I was like, hey, someone sprayed all of our cars with a fire extinguisher last night at 2.15 a.m. Call me if you have questions. And I had their phone number. And I was like, I have so many questions. Don't, can you get like, you know, second and third degree burns? Well, the cars can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met you as the people. Were they spraying people or were they just spraying cars? Apparently, they just decided to spray down the cars. But what's weird is, like, they also hosed them down after, and there was no trace of it. If they hadn't left the note, they would have gotten away with it. I bet it was, like, the mother left the note (laughs) after she saw her, like, teens out, and she's like, oh, my God. My little brats. I'm going to beat his ass when he gets home. (laughs) I'm so sorry for the inconvenience that you do not have. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. On one end, like, yeah, thank you for leaving a note if I were in your position, Rob. But on the second, if I were the prankster, where's the fun in that then? Like, I, I thought the, the, the fun of the prank is that you, like, get someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, in the morning, I'd come out and there's, like, shit all over the car. I'm like, oh, who did this? Sorry, I got nervous. <laughs> But no, it was just like my car like drove fine. I didn't see anything on it. They could have just not told me and I wouldn't have called my landlord to contact the HOA and the police. Oh, you did contact the HOA and police. (laughs) Well, I contacted the HOA. I was thinking about contacting the police if there was like damage or anything. It it crossed my mind because I I don't know what a fire extinguisher could do. It extinguishes fire. Also, I found out that that house is being used as an Airbnb, which I'm pretty sure is not like allowed in our condominium complex. Damn. Is Uncle Rob going to crack down? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, Rob, you're turning into a Karen. I'm an old man. Stay off my lawn. (laughs) What about you, Cinda? How's the old Peeville going? Oh, Peeville is nice, man. But uh, people stayed in, so it's it's pretty good. But I celebrated like I do every year. I just buy a whole bag of candy and eat it alone. So, yeah, <laughs> great time in my book. <laughs> I only cried for thirty minutes. <laughs> 
I beat my record. Top 10 Halloween. <laughs> Do you put on sad movies then? <laughs> yep. Only sad movies like uh, that dog movie. Old Yeller? Old Yeller. <laughs> then I watched I Am Legend. And then after that, I just watched Of Mice and Men. Isn't one of them like best friend's purpose or my friend or like a dog's purpose or there's oh one. yeah, and then um there's like Mar Marley, Marley and me or... oh dude yeah with the dog <laughs> they build you up the whole movie and then they kill the dog and there's that one episode of Futurama oh dude oh man when Fry's dog just stays in the pizzeria for him the yeah. name of the episode is uh, Jurassic Bark. <laughs> and um yeah that that, that episode is, is actually pretty sad because like, like it just comes out of nowhere and just hits you with the feels yeah you're wanting this show to be hilarious and make you escape your you know uh miserable like halloween night <laughs> it just like slaps you with reality yeah your dog will die i was yeah. like oh cool <laughs> I, I was just smiling 10 minutes ago <laughs> good to know that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's about dead dogs. <laughs> Speaking of death, Class Action Park. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good segue, yes. You know, it would have been so great to have been able to record, like, right after... <laughs> We watched it. Ariel? <laughs> Shit happens, but if you took your notes... Oh, yeah. Oh, I took notes. <laughs> yes, we all took well... Like, see all these notes? They're just... There's just so many notes in my hands. I got my notes right here that... Holy shit, bro! That is, uh... That is longer than my SAT essay. It's no wonder you, why you, didn't, you fucking got a little S score. <laughs> You're not wrong, bro. You are not wrong. I literally wrote all this down 20 minutes ago, though. So <laughs> so just for the audience, I'm going to give just a quick synopsis. And that's actually the majority of this notes was just me trying to get the synopsis together. Action Park was an amusement and water park located in Vermont Township, New Jersey. It was started by the late Eugene Mulvihill, who owned and ran the park from May 26, 1978 to September 2nd, 1996. Now what made this park so special was the utter carelessness in which the rides were built, or just the overall park the way it was maintained. Is this the Wikipedia article? <laughs> no. This same carelessness led to many injuries and deaths at the park. As such, the park was nicknamed Traction Park and Class Action Park, which is the documentary we all saw. And that's what essentially we'll be discussing. Dude, you should write for Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a summary. Hell of a summary. <laughs> Thanks. I have notes as well. My first one that I want to kick this off with is, of fucking course, this took place in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Where else could this happen? Right. The reason that location was picked is because at the time, Vermin Township, New Jersey, because of like the ski lounges and like the Playboy Club, it was poised to be the next Orlando. And I was like, oh, that's cute, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the next Orlando. Why would anyone want that? 
or even the next Las Vegas. And it's like, well, you sort of have that with Atlantic City, but it's not the next Las Vegas. It's the shittier one. The sketchier one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This this park, as I just said, it was extremely careless. It had rides that were basically drawn on paper napkins by the owner, Eugene. Yeah, and he hired the fringe theme park designers that like were let go from Disney and Universal and stuff. Like he hired just like psychopaths. Pretty much. So there were little to no safety regulations. The park was uh, run by teenagers. So, you know, you're 16, 14, 15, even 17, and you're working at, a, at an amusement park. You're boozed up because it was so easy to get alcohol there. Are you going to care what the fuck uh, the guests are doing? You just want to get paid and get laid. Yeah. Get that bread, that head, then leave. That's <laughs> how Rob lives life. <laughs> 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 it's really crazy though because not only was he able to do that but just the economy back then like anyone could do anything they're having like teenagers running this park i i have a master's degree in my field and i have like a one to 85 ratio in job acceptances and these these kids with like not even a high school diploma are like running a park to be fair it's safe to say if you went back in time and kept your age, they, they would accept you at that park. <laughs> I would what now? You would have been accepted at the park. You would have gotten the job. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. <laughs> the economy back then, man. I wish I could have uh, wish I could have just made it, you know? Yeah, and that's why deregulation is best, right? <laughs> so what if people died and uh, people went bankrupt and there were people got screwed out of their money? Yeah, 11th graders become millionaires. They made tens of dollars. And have no debt, so they can just keep it all. That is true. The 80s college prices were a lot better. Yeah, it's like 50 bucks in a hand job. And you can... <laughs> You know, get whatever degree you want. Yeah, I don't know if you were getting a degree, but <laughs> you de definitely had a special time. <laughs> we went to the same school, dude. Like, I don't know what courses you took. You you didn't have to give a hand job to the school administrator. <laughs> oh, oh, no. She was a woman. She got hands. <laughs> Wait, you, you gave her a hand job? Yeah, no, it was like a whole hand thing, you know. <laughs> oh, Give her a good hand rub. I feel like uh, in today's time with COVID and everything, I feel like we need to redefine hand job to being you walk up to someone with a, an exuberant amount of hand sanitizer. They slather them up and then they rub your hands clean. And then they give you a job. Like go get groceries. <laughs> <laughs> You're clean now. You can you can do this task. Totally redefined. No sexual <laughs> element at all anymore. Purely. <laughs> Functional. The guy who started the park, Gene Mulvihill, uh, he used to be in Wall Street in the 70s and 80s, you know, in the, the height of the greed era. Okay, I want to say something about this. So they talked about how he was like playing a bugle or something like that every time he got a sale. 
what an awful work experience. <laughs> is that not like is that not like creating a hostile work environment? How is that allowed ever? Could you imagine being this guy's coworker? And he's just like every ten minutes or hour or however often he's doing sales. One, he considering all the factors here, he was definitely coked up <laughs> to be able to keep that up. And two, yes, I would have an aneurysm. And thank you for Ellie's impersonating what this instrument sounds like, because I actually had no idea what it was. <laughs> Through the magic of editing, I will add the sound of this magical instrument you would have heard every 10 minutes. And this guy is just like walking around like, you know, tooting his horn literally about every sale. (laughs) On Wall Street? What? Where was their HR department? (laughs) They were also on coke. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They were like... Man, this Gene, he could really play that horn, bro. <laughs> and to give uh, a, an idea also of how frequently he must have been playing it, what I meant by the height of the greed era, this was also at this around the same time where uh, Jordan Belfort was out and about, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street. So the pump and dump scheme, the penny stock stuff, essentially inflating worthless stocks and then selling them at a huge price. And then blasting his horn. Yeah, so considering how much money he made, that means he had a lot of sales and he played that goddamn instrument frequently. Man, he should have had a harmonica. At least that would have been, you know, like kind of quiet to himself. That's just an old blues gene there, you know, just playing his tune. (laughs) So, yes, so this guy, he was laundering a shit ton of money. On top of that, he refused to get insurance. So, his solution? I'll make my own insurance company in order to cover up all of the injuries and deaths at the park uh, that's that's based off off seas and like not really do anything about it. And that's that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the people who uh, sued the park and this guy by extension just didn't see any money back. He will take them to court and just bankrupt them that way. The American dream. I know. One of these days, I'll have a oversized tie, shoulder pads, maybe some coke on me. Do you remember the part where they were saying that uh, Gene had that idea to fake using a cattle prod on a mm. person yeah. that didn't have, quote, didn't have their ticket yeah. in front of everybody and for that person to fake be dead as like a, a warning? I think he was telling that to either a manager or one of the the teenage employees and it was fake and, you know, pretend to be dead. And their reaction was, "Uh that's that's an idea. A few days later, they found out that he went along with it. The park had a mountain of complaints of angry parents because they saw an employee use a cattle prod on a goddamn uh, on a guest. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine that happening at Disney World? <laughs> just like someone doesn't have uh, the ticket or they don't get have a fast pass or whatever. And the security just and then they they're dead. Yeah, only in New Jersey could this go down. Hey, it's New Jersey. huh? <laughs> yeah. Would you work there? 
Oh yeah, it sounds like a great job. Yeah, I'd work there, but I wouldn't volunteer to be a test subject. Like, $100 sounds like a lot, though, but at the same time, one guy, he went in the loop ride, and then they didn't add enough padding, so he hit the side of the loop at the top at full force and, like, lost his front teeth. (laughs) And they were, like, stuck in the ride. And I was, and after that story, I would never work there. So for the audience, what Cinda is referring to is the Cannonball Loop. And that is one of the more iconic rides of Action Park because, one, it was literally drawn on a napkin. And it looks like it was, it came out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, it's just a plastic pipe that looped around and they were, I guess, pumping water through it. But, you know, they didn't think about how how harmful that could be. And they only fix things or change things after people were injured. Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> so with the cannonball loop, when uh, when the ride was first built and it was sort of like in its <laughs> prototyping phase, if there even was one. <laughs> Gene will essentially throw test, uh, crash test dummies through the loop and they will come out the other end dismembered. Then after a little bit of tweaks here and there, his natural thought, let's move on to live people. Who did he ask? The teenage employees at the park. To entice them, he offered them a hundred bucks in 1985 dollars, by the way. <laughs> That's like a hundred thousand now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that how inflation works? I don't know. I'm not an economist. Probably like $300, I don't know, but still a lot. Okay, so it was a little off. Yeah, even the first few people will come out like with all these cuts and bruises and missing teeth. Probably concussions too. Yeah. They're probably hitting their head pretty hard. Yeah, they didn't add padding until they had people with concussions. So they had like all of these deadly rides. One of them was the wave pool, which I, for my count, uh, doing some research three people have died i did uh my own research actually oh uh, and i found that no people died i could see your shit eating grin <laughs> <laughs> and by my own research i mean i thought about it for five minutes and decided on what i like and- he just fact checked you this 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 makes me feel better so this is fact <laughs> welcome to america <laughs> yeah so i think the wave pool is something that's Fairly common in water parks. Yeah. But for some reason, they made the weight pool here a lot stronger and a lot deeper. And on top of that, they didn't have like the right type of water. So if you swim in salt water, it has more buoyancy. If the wave goes up, you go up. If the wave goes down, you go down. This was fresh water they were using in the wave pool. So it was a lot harder to use if you're not a good swimmer. And... Every, every like, I think 20 minutes or something crazy like that, they had to stop the pool to scan for bodies. Your boy here wasn't really a swimmer. So I would have most definitely been one of those bodies. Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of uh, murder at the park, um, <laughs> so I probably... Uh, would have hung out at Waterworld in the wave pool, being one of the people looking for bodies just for the fuck of it. <laughs> Drinking a beer, be, trying to be like, if I spot one, I, you know. <laughs>
What a story, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. So, you find a body. Would you be the type to, like, maybe take the watch out of them first? Like, if they happen to have, like, a good watch? And then report the body? Or? Um, I'd probably just point and be like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Like you see it in like Jaws or something. I don't know. Motor World had a whole bunch of like tanks and go-karts. Oh, I was just about to say the Motor World. uh, I almost forgot about that. That is a crazy, crazy concept. The whole like mini tank battle thing. Yeah, I was actually going to say I like that mini tank battle. And I liked how they had a report of a guy who was lighting the tennis balls on fire before he shot him out of the can. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was just creative. I don't even think he should have been kicked out. What a what a legend. Yeah. Flaming. T- he just made it more fun. But also, those mini jet ski boats that you could ride, it was like a single-person speedboat, and that looked the most dangerous to anything I've said. Like, they said one time um, there was a collision where someone's boat just ran over the backside of another boat, and the rudder came so close that it actually sliced the back of this guy's neck, and it didn't kill him. But then the guy who caused the accident just got out of the fucking like boat and just walked away. <laughs> Nothing was like done about it at all. They were just like, man, that was some crazy shit. Yeah. Something tells me that I would have done something similar if like if we're like, you know, still in this headspace of us being teenagers at this park in 1985. And I was... And you see someone possibly get murdered? (laughs) Well, if I was that drunk, I probably, one, wouldn't have realized. I probably just would have been smiling like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just fucking scooted off. (laughs) On top of another boat, you're like, oh, well. (laughs) I don't... That's why you don't drink and drive. (laughs) Because you don't realize stuff like that (laughs) sometimes. That was not a rule at Action Park. Uh, aside from uh, the class action park, there was uh, an accompanying piece that I saw, I'm not sure about you two, which was done by the YouTube channel, The Funkland, about class action park that came out a few years ago, which, you know, uh, they mentioned certain things here and there that wasn't covered in the documentary. The, the worst place you could work at at the park was Motor World, because all the booze places, they were pretty close to the to Motor World. So a lot of the adults, they will go to get their drink on then go drive the go-karts and the tanks and the teenagers couldn't handle them and on top of that if the 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 teenagers that were handling and managing battle action tanks they would shoot the tennis balls and the cannons at at the at the employees yeah it's pure chaos then there was the uh, go-karts that there was an easy way to uh rig the the speed limit limiter oh the governor of new jersey chris christie Hello, governor. Governor. Oh, you could take it up to, yeah, 60 miles an hour, they said. Wow. The power. Yep. And these drunk teenagers will take them out to the highway that split through the park and essentially just ride these go-karts at 60 miles an hour, highly intoxicated. (laughs) 
Yeah, I feel like we missed that part. Like, there was a highway that just ran in the middle of this park, which made no sense. Why you would build on either side of a major highway. Yeah, when I go to a theme park, I want to have to look both ways before crossing a major interstate, you know? Yeah. Like, getting from side A to side B. That's that's part of the fun, you know? <laughs> dodge a car, you can dodge anything. You can dodge a car, you can dodge a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, alpine sled. <laughs> True. So... What, uh, the other person, he was in, I believe this this was in Waterworld, or in Motorworld. No, it was definitely in Waterworld. Was that it with was, Kevin Costner? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He turned his pee into <laughs> water, and then he drank it. Yeah. This sounds like a New Jerseyan fucking Jesus over here. <laughs> Yo, watch me turn my pee into yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> yep. People from New Jersey, they've been known to turn their pee into water. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, New Jerseyans. I am a New Yorker, so it's in my contract to hate you. <laughs> and I am a Floridian and have virtually no opinion about the Northeast. Well, we have an opinion about Florida, <laughs> but we're not going to say it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Florida. Dude, I was just in Florida last year before the lockdown. I went to Universal. It was great. I endorse Florida. <laughs> Swifty Dialogues officially endorses the state of Florida. I could get behind that. It's a good stance to have. <laughs> Not the politicians, not any people and or business. No, of course not. Just literally, <laughs> literally the land. Literally the land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love peninsulas. We're just a really big fan. The land, as well as the bodies of water, are very nice. It is yes. one of my favorite states with a panhandle. <laughs> I would go so far as to say it is my favorite state that features a panhandle and <laughs> um, keys at the bottom. Mm, you yep. are correct. It's also my favorite state that has an Everglades. I would be that bold as to say that. What's the other one? What do you mean the other one? <laughs> what do you mean the other one? There's more. <laughs> yeah, they're Everglades. Is there only one? I don't know. Growing up in Florida, like they really want you to know about our state, and uh, they don't do a whole lot of teaching us about other states. Do they teach you like a whole bunch of like state history? Yeah, I remember fourth grade. The whole year was just Florida history. Dude, I'd never taken like a New York state history class. Ever. Yeah, me either. I'm from Minnesota, so. Well, it sounds like not enough crazy shit happened there. <laughs> exactly. I don't even want to know about it. You know, it's cold and that's about it. Yeah, Florida had like the Spanish there. Florida had like the Native Americans there. Florida had the rednecks and the hillbillies and <laughs> fought for the South in the Civil War. Are those Native American tribes still rednecks and the hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> And then Florida had Disney World, and yeah, there's just crazy stuff has happened here. Space program, you know. Damn, that was a hell of a timeline. You went from Native Americans to Disney World. So yeah, there's one person in the kayak ride. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah, this guy. So in this kayak ride, in order to simulate actual waves of a river, they had underwater fans. One of them malfunctioned, and there was essentially a live wire because of it. This dude must have tipped over or something and touched one of the live wires and essentially got electrocuted. You could say it was shocking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Wait, did he die? I'm sorry. That's insensitive. I was going to say a pun, too. I was just trying to think of the word. You beat me to it. 
I was thinking like I was so shocked when I found that out. Yours is better. <laughs> Now, Alpine Center had slides. They were on land, pretty much. The Alpine Slide, they had, like, these little sleds, and then you would go up on this track. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That caused the most injuries, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think on an injury level, yes, that one caused the most. A lot of burns, a lot of broken bones. Someone did die. Yes. Yeah, he hit his head on a rock. Because the ride was designed to give the user too much control. It basically allowed you to slide down this extremely steep skiing hill, but they gave you the brake. On like a ramp thing, right? Yeah, it was PVC pipe terrain tunnel. And then the cart that you slid down on was not attached to the slide itself. So you could easily slide off into like the side of a mountain with rocks and and they did. And you can just go full force yeah. and just give yourself as much speed as you yeah. want. The whole thing was they gave you the handbrake in the middle to control your speed, but they designed it so you had to use it and people weren't using it or weren't slowing down enough. And that's what caused so many accidents. Then there was also the fact that the brakes on these sleds, they weren't maintained. So a lot of them weren't working properly. I believe for this person, his brake just straight up didn't work. So he flew off at an angle. There was like some sort of like a tight turn and uh, his head landed on a rock, like Cindy just said. What Gene did when the parents sued was one, he spreaded lies saying that he was a park employee who snuck in after hours when it was raining, when all of those three things were false. He was just a regular dude who visited during regular business hours. On top of that, he said that the rock was to blame. The rock was what killed him, not the ride. Mm. Yeah, that was the most ridiculous part. I was like, really, man? Yeah, officer, it was the bullet uh, that actually killed that guy. And uh, my finger on the trigger had nothing to do with it. I don't think it's the bullet because, you know, like those old poison dart things? Uh Yes. I tried to do that with a bullet and it wasn't working too well. Oh, man. I'll give you a lesson sometime. You got to have more breath support. Oh, okay. Just get really (laughs) into it, and you'll you'll get there. (laughs) All right. One story that I remember that was really funny, or not funny, it was like terrifying. And funny. But they designed this metal ball that they put someone into, and they have these railroad-type tracks that it would spin down. But then the first test subject, he rolled too fast, went off the track, and rolled into the highway while still in the metal ball. Yeah, that was crazy. And then he ended up in a ditch in, like, a lake on the other side. And I was like, wow, that was... That's insane. If you ever see the ball, it looks like a torture device. Like, how would, why would you ever want to try that? Yeah, to just try to paint a better picture of this thing. It's literally a metal ball with an entrance inside of it. And on basically all sides of this ball, there were maybe like around 18 wheels that looked like they came out of a computer desk chair. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the idea was this ball contraption, I think it was called man ball in a ball. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. 
Yep. And these little balls will essentially keep the thing in track, even though it was made out of pure metal. And the the track itself was be, was built out of PVC pipes. So PVC, for those who don't know, is sort of like a plastic. I had no idea. <laughs> so thanks for the explanation. Now you know, Rob. <laughs> and on top of that, they didn't realize that PVC pipes expanded during the heat. So they tried it on an unusually hot weather day, and then the rail just yeah, broke apart. Yeah. And yeah. that's when he went on fly. It was nuts. It kind of reminded me of, I think they had this on The Office, maybe, where they get into the, the ball uh, plastic things and just like try to knock each other around. You seen that? Yeah, it's like, you look like Balloon Boy. Yeah. It's like, what game are they playing after they get into the suit? Quidditch? Is it like football or lacrosse? You know, just to kill the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Get in the suit and try to murder someone. If if like all the safety precautions were taken, I could see that being an effective way of therapy. Just think about it. Like your disgruntled parents and your kids are just running off being little shitheads. And you guys are in the middle of an argument and now you're in front in line for like this tackle ball thing and now you guys just go at it there you go that's 10 years of marital disagreement being resolved wait do you are you envisioning a husband and wife playing this game together yes it's a family affair on what planet hold on hold on on what planet would a husband and wife be willing to play this game with each other and not already have a perfect marriage you got a good point you got a good point. <laughs> this would be the first thing they'd fight about if, if they were on you know, thin ice. Like, fucking no, I'm not getting into that. Well, maybe they would. Like, you know, every relationship is different. That would be how they fix it. Yeah, that would be how they solve their problem. Now, when I drew out the scenario, I said, like, the kids are out in the park and you're already in the front of the line. Yeah. And they're arguing about, I don't know, is he my kid or not? Yeah, you know, common fights everyone has. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. who hasn't been there? Who hasn't had that, like, uh, is it mine kid argument? <laughs> or, no, or, something, or something a little bit more minor. I was just having that fight last week with my girlfriend, and uh, now I'm kidding. Oh, please continue with the scenario. I want to hear. I realized that she might listen to this, <laughs> and I stopped myself. <laughs> So to wrap up this section of Class Action Park, I think my question to both of you is, what did you think of the documentary? The documentary itself? Yep. I, for one, thought it was good. It was entertaining. The illustration style on some of the sections were really amateurish. But the thing that really got to me and gave me a bad taste was how they ended it. So... Around three-fourths of the way through, that's when they start going over the gruesome stuff about the deaths and uh, the very sad and emotional points and what the family had to go through, how Gene basically screwed them out, and just, you know, very emotional parts. However, they then transition to back to the people who were being interviewed throughout the documentary, what Action Park meant to them, and they were, they start playing like this very happy music, nostalgic, and how they miss it, and how they, even though they thought it was dangerous, it was happy, and they're glad it was there. And it's like, no! You just told us all these injuries and deaths and how this guy evaded taxes. And insurance. 
And he ruined people financially. Ruined that town. And he essentially got Scott off free. That was my only point that I hated. But what do you guys think? You know, I thought it was well made. I was very surprised at how many celebrities were just like randomly guests at that park when they were kids. Like there was Jimmy Kimmel and John Knoxville and Chris Gethard. Like how did Gene know all these people would get famous? <laughs> Outside of that, I'll be honest, it after I heard about all the violent stuff, I was like, this park sucks. <laughs> and I I don't know, like I'm sad now, you know, like this is not a feel good thing at all to watch. This is pretty serious and heavy. You know, I was expecting like broken bones being the worst thing. All this, like what you were just talking about, Gene just being such a terrible, terrible, amoral person is like, why, why was it even open a day? How, how did our country allow that to happen at all? Well, I don't know how to follow that, but no, so I thought overall watching it, yes, it is a good documentary, how they put it together and it was well made, but I think the park itself was like a metaphor for life. It's so full of shit. You know? <laughs> I know, I had to go metaphorical, but no, on the outside, it looks great. And then the commercials were great. The people looked great. It was a fun time. But then when you really dig into it, there's so much horror behind the scenes. What you said, Ariel, like how they kind of turned it on the very end. And they actually made me think like, oh, maybe I'd, I would want to go there because... They said at one point, oh man, I felt like earned my stripes when I went to Action Park. Like you achieved something. So there's looking at it as like a good thing and I would want to go there. But after seeing it all together in the documentary of how you could die or get seriously injured very easily at this park and you could never even sue or take any legal action, you would just have to deal with it. It looks like a great park, but it would not be worth the risk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hindsight is 2020 in this situation especially since we're recording in 2020 ah uh, yes what a hell of a time like i feel like it's again I, I said this at the beginning like only in new jersey i don't think other areas are so far away from a better theme park that you would have any reason to want to go there you know like in florida you'd have to you were deciding between driving to new jersey or Disney World, Universal, or Busch Gardens. I'm pretty sure all those were around in the 80s, but even if they weren't, just Disney World alone has, you know, four or five parks at it. Would you guys go there? Oh, absolutely, but not to ride the rides. Just to see the chaos? Yeah, I'd probably just go there, drink, and watch the chaos, probably at night. Try to get into those parties a little bit, too. You trying to party with teenagers? Damn. Well, I mean... <laughs> Okay, so rephrase your question. Tell me how old I am when I'm going back in time to go to this park. I was gonna. I was assuming I was age appropriate in this hypothetical. But if you're gonna be like, okay, 29 year old me is at the park, I might have different things that I want to accomplish. I was going to, uh, you know, specify that, but I wanted to like see your train of thought first. Okay. All right, since 1985, Rob's partying with teenagers, giving them drinks. I got the picture painted. Continue. Cinda, what would you do? I was saying, like, if, I, if the park was still open, basically. And I was also a teenager. Yes, we're all, like, in that 14 to 16 age range. Oh, hell yeah, I would go. Just because I wouldn't want to go, but I know my friends would force me to go or call me a pussy. So, it's like... 
one or the other. Don't want to get called a pussy, so I'll break my arm on this horrible sled that's that is not designed for people. <laughs> <laughs> or get one of those awful, awful burns from the plastic. God, some of those pictures they showed were just brutal. It's metal as fuck. Yeah, I'd probably go and I would, uh, you know, watch the chaos, get a little drunk, and maybe just, like, uh, try to catch the party scene on the tail end with the staff. I'd probably also try to get a job, because it sounds like a better place to work than, like, be a guest at. Yeah, true that. Now, you you just have to watch people wreck themselves. You don't have to hurt yourself. Well, it also depends. If you don't get on something, you just have a mob of people of angry New Jerseyites or New Jerseyans and New Yorkers just calling you pussy. Exactly. Maybe it's because I've never lived up north, um, but that, like, wouldn't phase me. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I would be compelled to do that because a bunch of people are pointing or whatever. You know, I'd probably be compelled to give them the finger and leave more so than ride a riot that's, like, clearly dangerous or harmful. We now know who's, who was the nerd in, in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. What would you do, Ariel? Would you ride the rides? Yes, and I will die. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers at home, Ariel is uh, a, a petite person. <laughs> <laughs> My height is average. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Swifty Dialogues was brought to you by your hosts, Rob, Cinda, and myself, Ariel. You can support us by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, or any other major podcast services. Subscribe to a YouTube channel for exclusive content such as animated shorts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Swifty Dialogues. If you want to learn more about us, visit our website at SwiftyDialogues.com. You can also contact us by filling out the form on our website or emailing us at info at SwiftyDialogues.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode.